Hello and welcome to another episode of the Vinyl Collective, your weekly journal on the hip-hop R&B landscape. I'm your host, John. And I'm your co-host, Topher. Welcome back. So there's a lot to get through today. So I'm only going to hit you guys with a nice little snaggy joke. To answer, some stuff's quite serious that we need to talk about. But before we get into any of that, uh, subscribe to the Vinyl Collective since you're here. I mean, you saw the title, you're like, oh. This is a bit different for them. Punk, what young fuck? Like, what, what is that? But so yeah, go check us out. We have a whole bunch of episodes. We have fifty-five more actually. A part, one of them's a two-part. So with Aura, you know, if you know, you know. Uh, yeah. So the Vinyl Collective on most platforms. TVC Pod on Twitter. Vinyl Collective Pod on Instagram. You have a suggestion, maybe a question you have for us. Vinyl Collective Pod at gmail.com. Can send that over there. Um, right. So there's no fucking around. So let's just go straight to it because again, long schedule, a lot of releases as well. To be fair. Uh, so Spotlight Series So every week Me and John Will give you Some new cats To check out Like oh my gosh These guys You know probably You look back three years from now You'll think Oh shit Damn they were right about that guy He, he does have some talent to them. There, there actually is a science To scout in talent That is not just like A guessing game um, So This week is my turn So last week uh, John gave you uh, Quolum I believe No yeah. Is that right Yeah I was right Yeah so Obviously he had the CTT product that came out last year. The producer has people like Joe James on it, if I'm correct. So this week, I'm um, hey, this might be my, my longest streak of like R&B artists. Maybe because... It's a long streak, yeah. Maybe because it's a thing where um, the kind of talk about R&B this year has been quite negative, even from us at some points, where it's like, you know, where the big hitters aren't really hitting and stuff like that. We but I'm like not honest... May. I think we got yeah. to maybe like May. And we were talking generally about music as well and just saying... The quality of album dropping has been poor. Yes. And of course, obviously the uh, pandemic and stuff like that has yeah, yeah. Uh, effect because obviously people yeah. want to drop an album and then go straight on the tour, things like that. But I will say, I think one thing we did say is that the up and comers seem to be coming quite fast and rapid. And I think if you have quite a keen eye, I think it might be a big statement, but I think there's something to it. I think you're kind of seeing the next wave of R&B artists starting to emerge. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, people like Mariah the Scientist, people like Ombre, people like uh, Black Amelou, Odyssey. So many of them. Yeah, yeah. Amalu, uh, Bella, like you see it's happening. So this is, I feel like it's another one. I think this one is um, probably one of my most interesting finals because I'm I'm surprised at the level of talent this woman has already. And we're talking about Looney from Scarborough, Toronto. So who is Looney? I don't really know much about her to fair. She has a couple like interviews with Canadian artists. But I think one little interesting tidbit is um so Elton John has this, I think he's on a, has a radio show or something like that. And he played one of her songs. So he, she kind of got that seal of approval already. And this was um mm. I don't know how long ago it was, but obviously before we speak so right today. So and then given that she's quite a new artist, she just dropped her debut EP this year. That's kind of crazy to have that feat, right? So she did drop some like Songs up and coming to her EP. I cannot remember now. It's eluding me. Can I just listen to the songs? Let me just get out quickly. Uh, it's called Soft Thing, right? So she dropped that uh, June 24th. So halfway through the year, right? So it's the first EP. Never heard of it, anything like that. I think the way I caught on to her, um, one person who actually has a good ear for working with artists is Mick Jenkins. I think people underrate him yeah. when it comes to that because he, he has, he does do a lot of like low key features, even with like UK, some UK artists as well. So um, he has a song with her called Royal Flush. And I was like, okay, cool. Let me check that out. And then I heard the song Raw and I was like, holy shit, who is this? Like, like I feel like the, 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 the polish and the, uh, 
production kind of already there was like it really surprised me um because it, it felt like and i can confidently say this i feel like she's a lot better than most of the people who are popping right now just in terms of talent um maybe some of the songs aren't as interesting and maybe she can work on that but like the talent is like wow like i really like it's to me it's really really there they kind of it very much surprised me what specifically uh, about her oh what's her what what about her? Is it kind of her, her artistry, like the voice, the lyrics? Just I think the, her voice, her artistry. Um I guess her ability to write decent hooks already. Yeah. So if yeah. you yeah, so either side is another great song. I mean, she just has a lot of the components you you should have for someone who is a big RB artist. Mm. <laughs> um I think one kind of similarity that kind of stuck out to me quite quickly was Mahadia. She sounds, and it's not a diss to Mahadia, but like she sounds like a better version of Mahadia singing wise, just in terms of singing. Um, If you hear the song Raw, and I think a mix of her, but again, I think she's a better singer than her, if I'm being honest. Um, So yeah, no, I think I was just quite surprised by the whole thing. Um, Yeah, not much out there about her. I know she's from Toronto, as I mentioned before, new EP out, go and check it out. It's yeah, soft thing. So yeah, the songs I have was Raw, and or oh, I cannot remember the other one. I'll have to mark that down. But yeah, yeah. guys. Find those on the obviously on the Spotlight series playlist mm-hmm. um, with all of our other artists. <clears throat> Next week, yep. I'll obviously be picking an artist. Um I'm loving I'm loving the competition though. Yeah, it's been good. You're, conf- you're confident with your your last few picks. Um, yeah, I, I've been on a roll. I can't lie to me. I cannot lie. Yeah, I think I think um it's always good when you find good artists because this whole notion that music has become stale or music mm-hmm. is dying out or it's not what it used to be. I hate that notion. It might be harder to find because there's such a abundance. So it feels a bit overwhelming, but it's always there. It's always there. So I think it's kind of the artists we've had recently, it kind of reassures me that. So I think it's nice to just, have. Yeah. Just do your research as well. Like that's mm-hmm. what we've obviously found. Like you can yeah. spend a, like a couple of hours, you know, searching through, I don't know whether it's articles or looking on Twitter looking on related artists on Spotify playlists, whatever, you will find yeah. new artists. And don't be afraid to go on rabbit there. holes. Just, yeah. just don't be, yeah, it's like, because I think one thing, and I, I'm going to say, and it's, it's a bit of feeding ourselves, I, don't, I can't lie, but everyone always likes to act like they're such music heads, right? Why is it only us who are bringing the new artists that no one's heard of? Why is it always us? Do you know I mean, us and like five other guys, like, do you know what I mean? Like, where, where, where is all the, because everyone will tell you how much music they listen to, but who, mm-hmm. who are the people we should be looking at? Do you know what I mean? Like no one ever comes that information. Um, but yeah, I think the the one way to do it, as you always should, just pick an artist you like, who have they worked with, who has that person worked with? Okay, who and that's how you do it. And then it's like, oh my gosh, this person who was like around 10 years ago, why they never blow up? Well, what is it about them that do you know what I mean? And you get stuff like an abstract mindset, you get stuff like a, uh, I don't know. Uh, Anna Wise and stuff like that because you you kind of p- pick these artists you like and you see who they work with and what they've been up to do you know what I mean mm-hmm. so yeah I mean that's just the way to do it yeah for sure mm. um, but yeah obviously you find that on on Spotify give that a follow as mm-hmm. well as all of our other players as well now mm-hmm. and then now and then too <laughs> banger absolute banger um, but yeah in terms of new music this week we'll get through that kind of quickly um, before obviously got some more serious stuff to talk about um, but Saba dropped a new track this week uh, called Fear Monger, mm-hmm. um, featuring Daoud. I haven't, yeah. I haven't heard of that guy before. 
he's um, part of um Saba's pivot gang and he was one oh, of he's the part of pivot gang, isn't yeah and he's one of the main producers for care for me okay yeah cool, cool. that makes sense um yeah sounds like a bit of a, a shift it's very it's very funky very like plucky guitar it's cool yeah absolute banger mate oh oh he's back oh you're he's back, boys. Ooh, i'm very okay. excited i'm I wasn't very excited. That hyped i like it um but yeah no go on no, i'm very hyped this song is fucking sick man oh my gosh i was not, i just wasn't expecting this from him like mm. at all um yeah good change of pace man because obviously yeah. like carefree was three years ago now almost four and i think a lot of people were like okay what is the, what's the hold up because obviously he had like um Mrs. Whoever and Ziploc and we're like, okay, something's yeah, gonna but, come. And nothing yeah. came. And that was like a year ago, wasn't it? Maybe more. We had we had uh what was it? Last year he had a couple of singles and then at the start of this year he had the Ziploc and um something rich. What was it? Can't remember. Uh, um it's literally just listening to earlier. Uh yeah, it was Ziploc and Don't Rich Don't Stop. Oh, okay. That fair, was at the start fair, of this fair. year. That like double single. Um yeah, and yeah. just yeah, it just kind of felt like what was going on. Like, has he kind of uh, has does he not have it? Because you know, sometimes when people take too long, it's like, and they, they drop these singles and they disappear. It's like, oh, do you not have it then? But man, this single has definitely restored my faith in terms of like, okay, he's coming with something serious. Like, um, immediately, uh, this resemblance stuck out to me to um, Childish Gambino Zombies on Awaken My Love. If you kind of have heard that song, very funky song, man. Um, yeah, no, and just the whole idea of um, I know I know we meant to go through quickly, but I think this song's a fucking banger. This whole idea of like um, you know, being scared of like going like basically like people are in fear of having no money, but when you do have the money, you're you're more scared because you got a family that depends on you. You got people who expect you to sell out your shows or come in a certain type of way, and there's a lot of dependency that comes with that. Um, yeah, I think the way he just described it was perfect, man. And yeah, it just kept it interesting. I'm, I'm, a, I'm really high on this song. I'm very, and obviously announced his um album that's coming out soon. And was it a few good things or something like that? So, hope we'll see what we'll see which direction yeah. this goes in. I mean, I do trust him. Like the the previous two albums have shown that he can, <coughs> yeah, kind of, yeah. He's a he's a great like project artist. So I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward great. to it too. Um, just. Very shortly before we started recording, um, Freddie Gibbs obviously announced some of the artists that will be on his upcoming album. Um, so we can just run through them. I think it was Madlib. Was that artists or producers? Uh, well, a lot, most of them are producers, but mm-hmm. who knows? I mean, knowing Pharrell, who probably tried, yeah. to <laughs> I mean, that's part um, of the contract, mate, at this point. <laughs> yeah, production wise, mm-hmm. mad. Yeah, yeah, Madlib, Alchemist, uh, Pharrell. Who is there? Justice League, Kate Trinada. Mm-hmm. I'm probably forgetting a few others. Um, yeah, it's a it's a heavy hitting list huge. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um. Any predictions for for rapping features on here? Uh, nope. Uh, he's been quite excited because he's been teasing his album for a while. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I have, I have no idea. Um, when he's gonna drop it, it seems like he's gonna drop. It seems like it's ready to go. Yes. I hope he doesn't drop it anytime soon. I think it's a bad time to drop, given Silk Sonic's around the corner, Adele's around the corner, Ed Sheeran's around the corner. Is Ed Sheeran already out? Or is he's already dropped. Spring? End of already dropped. Okay, yeah. So like, is it really a good time to drop? Probably not. Um, but yeah, whatever it is, I'm intrigued. I, I have no idea in terms of rapping futures because he can literally work with anyone. So um, I mean, it wouldn't be surprising if there was some kind of Griselda on there, if. I mean, I'm sure he'll bring a couple of artists that we've never heard of before. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen For him sure. work with a lot of, um, what, he was on the Joyce Rice track, wasn't he, recently? Yeah. 
that you kind of on it, put yeah. on the spotlight. Um, so yeah, it'll be, it'll be good to see. I'm very excited seeing all of those producers. That is, that is a mm-hmm. nuts list. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, something I want to talk about, I feel like this is like my two worlds kind of colliding a little bit. So if, I mean, I don't know, I'm, I'm throwing a limit here. So in, in another world, Outside of the violence and music, I'm also a big fan of games. Play a lot of games in my spare time. Obviously, one game I play is League of Legends, right? And League of Legends recently brought out an adapted TV series called Arcane. Uh, it's been doing really, really well. Some of the ratings have been a bit high for my liking, but it's a good show. Can't lie, like very well produced, all of that, right? So obviously, with most shows, they have like a soundtrack, right? And um, Riot is owned by a Chinese company called Tencent. And obviously this is like Chinese money. <laughs> we don't even need to touch that for. Let's just kind of stay in the realm of what we understand, right? But serious money we're talking about, right? So I think once they kind of came, came involved, they kind of put, you know, push forward a lot of projects that Riot Games had. So with this um, show, they have, like I said, they have um, some singles that kind of go with it. And they have quite a big feature this here, right? So... Uh, Jid is on a song with Imagine Dragons called Enemy. Heard about this? I haven't, I haven't heard it though. It's a good song. I can't lie. Um, they have Pusha T and a guy called Mako on a song called Misfits Toys, and then they have Denzel Curry, Gizzo, and Brent Joy on a song called Dynasties and Dystopia. And it doesn't stop there because you would have thought, oh, that's just rappers, right? They have Jasmine Sullivan and Curtis Harden on check, Our Love. The check they must have cut for that. I know, right? <laughs> it's very, very, like, obviously, like, it's very surprising, like, just kind of seeing, like, damn, when, when did League of Legends give a fuck about all these, like, black artists or even rap? I know they've been definitely transitioning to rap. I don't know if I've mentioned this, John, but at, they have um, a world championship every year, right? And at the 2019 yeah. world championships, I, I think it was, they had DJ Khaled as, like, one of the opening acts, which was, like, Jesus Christ, man. I mean, but, you're not doing um, anything, weren't you? Yeah, I mean, so I've definitely been transitioning to more hip-hop, like, kind of um, elements because obviously that's the biggest genre in America right now. So I just wanted to kind of point that out. I thought it was quite surprising, um, mm-hmm. considering. Um, yes, shout out to those guys getting their checks, to be honest. Um, that's what I wanted to say on that. Uh, moving on, but we're going back into the realm of, of music. Uh, our boys, Silk Sonic, they're back with their third and final single yeah. before the album drops. Uh, smoking out the window. Out the window. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one? I fucking love it. Yeah, I absolutely love this one. Okay, go on. Why it's, do you love oh, it? It's so good. I think the music. I I didn't. I listened with the music video for the first time. As okay. Just the track on its own. Um, yeah. It just makes it. I love the just the kind of melodra- melodramaticness of like um, Anderson Pack, like just collapsing on the floor. Um, <laughs> I saw so many uh, funny tweets and people joking about like the energy behind that. What do they say? Bitch. And they're just mm-hmm. like, this bitch. Yeah. I love it. I love it. One thing about these two guys also, we're, we're definitely going to be reviewing this guy. So don't worry, mm. but um, they have so much energy, man. And they're very funny. Very you can imagine them was like two guys just wingbanding each other on a night out. Like, they give me that type of vibe. Do you understand? Yeah. Um, they're so funny. And also on top of that, right, they can sing. They can both can just sing for England, didn't it? So I think it's it's very hard to dislike some of these songs. I mean, it'll be very hard for us. I mean, they're, I think they're free for free at the moment. But yeah, this song is probably probably the most interesting it's my, one. It's my second. Uh, it's I definitely prefer it to, what was it, Slide? Skate. Skate, sorry. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, so it's up there. It's up yeah. there with um, Leave the Door Open. Yeah, no. Banger. Yeah, it's smooth. Super, 
it's so smooth and the production is so nice oh my gosh yeah the aesthetic mm. of it as well just gets better each time yeah the music video is incredible go watch it if you haven't yet yeah um they're, re- they're really doing the sound well i'll say that it's very it's very nostalgic but they are doing it well and yeah. i think it'll be very interesting to see how they obviously the other six songs that we haven't i mean five because we heard the intro so the other five songs we haven't heard yeah very intrigued to see how this whole album sounds as a whole very intrigued because yeah. it could i think, I think yeah go on I was just to say, whatever happens, you can't, <clears throat> you kind of can't say that they've half-fast it because oh like no, fully yes. There's so much thought. It's not just like oh, you know what? We kind of we mesh mm-hmm. quite well. Our sounds work. <clears throat> Let's just bang out ten songs. Like, yeah. Oh, absolutely not. That's not what's happening here. You can tell. You can tell. Like a thing about Bruno Mars is he doesn't half-ass anything. He's mm-hmm. that type of guy. He's not. He's he seems like a very intense guy. And no, and you can tell. Oh, there's t- such gaps between albums. Yes, of course, right? Yeah. And you can feel 24 Karat Magic all over this, like, album, right? Mm. You can feel it, but, like, it feels like he's taking that album to even a greater height, yep. which is quite interesting. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, not much to say. Very, I mean, We'll see it when the album comes. Yeah, can't can't wait to, to dive into that one. Forward to really that. good song. Um, is that in terms of new music? Uh, Not quite. So, um, Terrence Martin, one of my... You know, favorite modern day producers. He has a new album called Drones. Good album. Uh, you guys should go and check it out. Uh, I will say though, I know you're gonna see the track listing like what Kendrick and all that. Kendrick features actually not that lit. I'll be honest. Um, but the rest of the songs are pretty good. Um, the song with YG was so good. Um, the, uh, and the guy, a girl called Malaya, never heard of her. Mm-hmm. Um, Corday's song was so good. People need to stop like sleeping on Corday. Was yeah, it was an absolute highlight on, on that. Yeah. Yeah, Cordae is drones so for people that don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the song called Work It Out. Obviously, Spino's on this, and Ray. Like, it's got a good and feature list. Um, don't know, it's not album the year or anything like that, but it's a good listen. Go and check it out. Good production. Um, yeah. Is that it? Um, I listened to it. I've listened to it once the entire way through. Um, I think the problem is, again, I saw so many tweets bigging it up so much. <laughs> yeah. I went and listened, and it didn't, yeah, it didn't quite... It's it's good. Yeah, it's well, good. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. gonna be it's gonna be good. But um, mm. yeah, I think having looked at the track list and stuff first, I had a kind of disproportionate idea of what it was gonna be like. Um, mm. But yeah, in terms yeah. of standout tracks, I enjoyed. Um, was it Griets of the Crenshaw District with obviously mm-hmm. Kamazi Washington, great great um saxophone player. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, obviously the the YG track was great, and obviously. Days just his rapping is just he's every so time good. You hear him, yeah, it's this... so well put together. Like his voice, yeah. the flow, the timing, everything, yeah, yeah. And I said it back then when the Lost Boy mm-hmm. came out, I was like, This guy has the potential to be the next, like, the next generation. And people was like, The same shit people did with Jid, right? It's like, Yeah, he's good, but he's not like, No, he can't do this with Corday. Like, he's leveled up so much, man. Like, this yeah. guy is so good. So, I can't, oh, man. I really, I really thought that album was going to come this year. I'm kind of disappointed. But yeah, I can't wait Spring for that to drop. I reckon. Yeah, I get it because a lot of big hitters are dropping, so I understand it. But yeah, he needs to come. Stop it. It's enough now. We need, we need, we need that album. Um, that's it. Obviously, some Walker drop. I haven't listened to it because the discourse around it just put me off. Uh, so I'll be honest with you in that one. Wait a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, that's it. Really, it doesn't he really says that's it. That's all um, I got. Let's move on to some. Before we get to the somber news, yeah. uh, Kanye West obviously done a couple of interviews recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't listened to the drinks, drink champs one, yeah, um, which is obviously one that most of the sound bites have kind of come from. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but we've both seen that the the, uh, the J Prince. You know, <laughs> I was about that. Yeah. The J Prince. I think is Tope referred to as a, a hostage video, yeah. um, <laughs> which is very uncomfortable. Um, he's saying, "Was it? I'm asking Drake on December the seventh to join me on stage <laughs> as a special guest <laughs> to share the two biggest albums of the year live in Los Angeles, with the ultimate purpose being to free Larry Hoover." Um, <laughs> People don't know who Larry Hoover is. Uh, I think he's mm-hmm. incarcerated currently. He was a, I think he was a, a gang member from Chicago, kind mm-hmm. of um, in prison for for murder and drug charges, as far as I'm aware. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Kanye West, when when Trump was president, was kind of petitioning Trump in the Oval Office to to have him released. I think this video is just absolutely depressing mate Dude, there's so many levels to this oh my gosh mm-hmm. the fact that he's not even looking up at the camera once he's just staring at his phone just staring down just completely reading of the confidence. message from his phone and you know it's just so funny because given kanye is someone who is very egotistical you know very feeding himself all the time and you just got jay prince just being like yep read those lines motherfucker like tell me like what the hell like he just feels like it, just, it literally just feels like kim is just like in the in the back alley, just you're know, tied up, you know, blindfolded, the gun to her head, and be like, "You better hope you read those lines, or you're gone." Like, what is going on here? Like, he clearly does not want to do this. I, like, in the church as well, it just feels really misplaced. Really weird. Yeah, and also I know Jay Prince is a very terrifying man in the hip hop world. Um, from um the sto- anecdotes that've been shared by other rappers, I get that, but like, was well, this really necessary? Like, or, or, or unless something behind the scenes has gone so intense, Jay Prince was like, you know what? That's it, Kanye. I'm coming for you. And the fact that Kanye, uh, and you got to remember, right? This guy's a billionaire, and obviously, with money, with that type of money comes extreme power. If someone like Jay Prince is like, no, you are going to say those lines, that I think that that implies a lot. That implies a he lot. Did, he did look like a school child that's just been scolded, like big yeah. time. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, his whole, yeah. yeah, like it was quite weird to watch because it, like, it felt so submissive. We <laughs> accomplish things when we lay our pride to the side and come together. Yeah, like, like that's not Kanye. <laughs> yeah, Kanye's just, just done his life. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Look, Kanye, ladies, pride to the side. This is the same guy who fucking interrupted someone winning an award. Like, this is not this is not the type of guy. Like, yeah, it was just it was very strange, and definitely a crowd to help. Mm. I hope he's okay, man. Fuck me, but I yeah, mean, it was very comfortable. It's one of two things. I think it's probably the former, which is that Jay Prince just told him to read it. But oh, one hundred percent. It just speaks to his obviously to his, his mental health, right? Like mm. the guy obviously suffers from bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. It's very clear when you get episodes like this, where he's suddenly like, oh, you know, um, he'll just be like unnecessarily like congratulatory to someone or he'll mm-hmm. say sorry and, you know, change up for a while. And then he'll just go back to being the Kanye that we know. Mm. So yeah, it is wor- it's worrying. It's just weird because it just feels like he got it just got completely cocked, man. And it's so weird because the timing is so weird. Cause obviously he's on drink champs, he's wearing these shades, he's talking shit about Soldier Boy. Like, yeah, I took him on so like you know, bear swagger, right? And literally yeah. like three days later, like you're here, just like a bitch. Like, what's going on? Like, yeah, yeah. it's so weird. It is funny. It's a bit yes, like he's just come <laughs> off, you know, chatting big and turns the corner like his mum's waiting for him, like grabbing his ears, yeah. going back on stage. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to apologise. Oh, man. That's literally how it felt, man. That's literally how it was. Yeah, very uncomfortable. But uh, we'll see what comes from that. We'll see if Drake does accept the proposal. Uh, yeah. Um, and then obviously news people probably would have seen, um, which was the the tragedy at uh, the Travis Scott um, tour. 
I've forgotten the name for it. Was it just an Astro World Festival? Yeah, the Astro World Festival um, in Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was eight people have now been confirmed dead. Kind of rushes and kind of crushing at the front of the front of the stage. Um, I saw videos as well of lots of people kind of rushing security and getting through. Um, mm. So general pandemonium, it seemed, was mm. ensuing at the festival. Um, and yeah, obviously, kind of the the fallout's been a lot of um, a lot of the anger, and that has been directed at Travis Scott. I'm I have no real opinion on whether um, you know it's it's down to him to kind of stop the performance. I haven't really seen many clips from it, um, mm. but I'm just aware that that people have said that you know this is something that's happened before at his performances, um, and yeah, that. They've compared him, obviously, to you know Adele and to other artists that have stopped their performances and pointed out things in the audience and been like, "Sensei's fallen over," or "Get them some water." Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know where, where. Firstly, kind of yeah, where where do you sit on that? A um, lawsuit. I think even yeah. sorry, just cut you off. A lawsuit as well being brought against him. I yeah. Think. Um. You know, what is, I thought quite. I thought about this quite intently before. Um. Sorry, today's episode because I know normally we kind of stay away from politics. Uh, outside of music, but I guess this because this one is such in the heart of music, and it's I guess because music is uh, it, it's it means obviously a lot to both you and I. So that's why we do this show, yeah. right? And obviously, you kind of want it's a shame that when people go to these like ceremonial events where they're meant, they're all kind of meant to be there to enjoy music and, and its art form, and obviously, shit like this happens. Of course, first and foremost is tragedy, right? So I, I don't think I really even said anything about it when it happened. I just said like. 208 characters isn't enough. I just feel sorry for anyone who's died. So I think, so yeah, no, I, th- I think, I think there, will, there are a few things I'm going to say. I think the first one is uh, people are absolutely insane. And I think you need to, I think, you, I think some people, I think some people really showed their asses when it comes to, as they always do with any sort of political situation. Right. But man, this was right. Horrific. And this is the problem, right? Because, because everyone has a voice, everyone thinks all their voices mean the same. So like literally before that day, there are people who'd never been to a concert, never ran an event. You know, you can't, you can barely even get your friends to come to your birthday. You let alone run an event. You've never run an event. You've never run a concert. You don't know how that even works. You don't know the infrastructure needed to even run a festival, not even a concert, something like a festival. Mm-hmm. And now they're saying, oh, you know what you should do about fucking festivals, mate. It's like, who the hell are you? Do you know what I mean? And then now, and then now you're, t- you're and I know a lot of people, and this is not kind of my problem with like, leftist politics sometimes because a lot of people come off as if they're there for the common man but they're not mm. they're there to kind of push their web agenda what they think the world their world you should be like so it's not so it's not a thing of damn eight people died potentially way more injured that really sucks it's not that it's just who can we blame for this actually no you know what people we should blame you and people everyone who like you should do this next time when these things occur. And it's like, who, who made you God? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just stuff like that that really makes you super uncomfortable. Yeah. And yeah, I think, I think, I think if I didn't say that, yeah, I'd be lying to myself. I can't just be like, oh, it's a shame. Because that stuff like that really gets under my skin. Because these, like, when it comes to musicians, and I always make the distinction, I've, I've, tried, I've been doing this for a long time, even when I listen to music, they're not gods. They're, they're just man like you and me. You know, they have their own fears. They, you know, they, they, 
buckle when they choke, just like we yeah. do. You know, shit happens. Shit just happens. They are human beings. They just have a higher number when they put their card in the fucking machine in the wall. That is literally the difference between you and them. So when people put all these expectations, like Travis should have done this, Travis shouldn't have done that. It's like, maybe, maybe, but like, who are you to now kind of like crucify them for the things they did, didn't do? Because when stuff, when eight people die, it's not just one, especially in that type of situation. It's not, it's a, it's a failure from the entire infrastructure from top to bottom. It's not just, Oh, it was the police. Oh, it was the security. It was not just that, that like at every level it failed. Hence why these mm-hmm. things happen. Um, sorry, I'll finish in a minute before I let you speak. But like, and people comparing it to concerts, that really just tilts me because you cannot compare a fucking Brixton O2 to like a 50,000 people event. So you want me to watch out for 50,000 people? Are you fucking out of your mind? That, do you know what I mean? That doesn't, that doesn't even, that's not even a thing that's even reasonable to kind of put out there. It's not even reasonable. It's not even reasonable. So I think people just need to come with a bit more grace and kind of focus on what actually was tragedy rather than what you think people should or shouldn't do in the life that you live, because it just kind of feels like you're just being a dick. That's, that's all. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I can agree with a lot of that. I think part of, I think part of the annoyance I've found with it is that nobody is well-informed on all mm-hmm. the facts. Um, we've all just had snippets of footage um, we've seen anecdotes from some people. We've seen tweets from other people, and we've just informed people have informed themselves with those very like fractured pieces of mm. information. And then mm-hmm. with that, they've built a case. And you're saying, you know, a lot of people already have agendas that they want to push anyway, so they've taken those little fragmented bits of information and they've gone, yeah, cool. This makes a case. Boom, Travis mm-hmm. Scott. Uh, it's his fault. He should have called off the, you know, he should have called off the concert. Um, he should have been playing childminder the whole time um, <laughs> yeah. and watching out for for incidents in the crowd. Um, and yeah, a couple of things I like say, I think if he was to be looking out for it or if he was to be kind of cognizant of it, it's difficult to, I'm assuming it's very difficult to, to know the difference between people pushing each other and doing a bit of a mosh pit, which people do at concerts every single day mm-hmm. of the year and people falling over and becoming hurt. Um, mm. I, I struggled to believe that he would have noticed yeah. um, kind of genuine violence and genuine incidents or being told, I'm sure he's, he, he gets messages from people or kind of communicates with people, uh, security, mm-hmm. et cetera, and his team around the stage. Um, I struggled to believe that he would have received any of that information and not done something. And again, uh, we'll, uh, we'll never know. We'll never know if he did or he didn't, but. I think just give the benefit of the doubt that he's performing in front of 50,000 people. It's not his fault that people decided to become unruly and eight people died. Mm-hmm. He had absolutely nothing to do with that. And it's just, it's just like when people, I think people need to also be aware of the narratives that they imply when they say these things. Mm-hmm. So if you're applying Travis Scott is at fault. Are you also implying that he was aware that people were dying? Cause that's what you're trying to push. There. It's like, do you think someone just told him, Hey, by the way, boss, um, you know, there's, a couple people were dying in the pits. And he's like, fuck it. Play goosebumps and uh, attempt time. He's not doing that, is he? Like, he's not He's not doing that shit. Stop it. Like, you know what I mean? So you got to be very careful what you're trying to imply. Are you trying to imply that he was fully aware? Because I've seen articles like, um, he plays for 30 minutes after the first person died or stuff like that. It's like, do you really think? And one thing as well, right? 
you're dealing with one of the biggest artists in America, period. Any genre, mm-hmm. right? Travis Scott has probably seen some shit at these concerts. As you know, as people imply that, you know, people go crazy at these concerts. That is the kind of um cult and the thing, you can't you you can't attack the culture of Travis Scott concerts. Mm-hmm. Right, because it's not he is not culture. He is one part of the culture. The fans are also part of the culture. His music's part of the culture. It's not like he's forcing them to engage in go crazy, guys, and da da da. No, it's like they also buy into that, and that's why it's maybe part of the reason why they like Travis Scott. You can't just be like that is a. You can't just be like oh, high energy at concerts is a reason why people die. That's obviously not the fucking case. Do you know what I mean, like when, when people go to an Iron Maiden concert, people aren't just fucking killing themselves. That's not what's happened here. Um, so I saw one more thing which just blew my mind, right? And so and, and and people know what they do when they do shit like this. And someone must have posted like, oh, on Spotify, you can have this option to not play musicalist mm. artists ever. And someone's like, I'm not telling you what to do. Just do with that what you will. It's like, you are kind of just telling me what to do. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like that reverse psychology isn't going to work. You can't. But um, yeah, I think I think it's, it's such a shame how the narrative has gone from that. Because, yeah. okay, for example, right? When obviously that um, whole disaster happened in, in Liverpool Stadium, and I think it was like the seventies yeah. or nineties, and obviously the Hillsborough, war collapsed. Yeah. Hillsborough, yeah, of course. Um, that was obviously a big tragedy. People even still talk about it to this day, right? You're not gonna be like, well, fucking, fucking Ian Rush should have seen the war falling down, mate. Like, you should, you know what I mean? no, no one would ever say that because people are there to watch a performance and they are the performers. That's all they should be doing. For no point in time should the artists I'm looking at be in charge of my security. That is a shit concert. That's a shit festival. Should, that's a shit anything, right? Like what? Like the person who's performing should be focused on the performance. That's how I get a good performance. And that's why they, they pay someone else hundreds of thousands of dollars to focus on the other shit, but that's not their responsibility. So if we can say that for football, where literally the distance between them and the fucking crowd is not that far, mm. I think we can say that for some for one guy, and this is 22 people on the pitch, by the way, yeah. you said for one guy who is looking out to tens of thousands, potentially way even more, because obviously people broke in. So I think yeah, yeah. I'm not telling you this is like what happened or anything like that. I'm saying look at a concert situation and relax yourself before you kind of go out on a limb to act like these people are bad because I don't know maybe some part of your psyche just doesn't fuck with that person mm. like that's not the time or place for it because yeah. I think yeah on the on the, just before we finish on that um mm-hmm. I know it was said that he he stopped the concert at one point didn't he because he saw that one person had fainted mm-hmm. and then an ambulance was trying to make its way through the crowd at which point the first the kind of festival continued mm-hmm. um so yeah I mean Again, I don't know. Who am I to judge? We don't have all the facts. Mm-hmm. We probably won't for a very long time, if mm-hmm. ever. So, yeah. I think just be aware of the implications you're making. I think that's the that's the kind of takeaway. Because mm-hmm. if you imply that he knew about it, then you're implying that he was okay with eight people dying as long as as long as long he had a good time. Yeah. Which is a wild thing <laughs> Very. Um, yeah. So I think that's all we have to say. Obviously, just an absolute tragedy. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. I'm feel sorry for all those families, man. Obviously, uh, yeah. praise goes to them. Yeah, um, but yeah, we're going to take a short break, and then we will be back with the main bit of the episode. See in a bit. Right, and we're back. And as you can tell from the title of this week's episode, we're going to be talking about Young Fug's latest album, another album that came out on my birthday alongside uh, Joy Crooks' album, uh, Punk. Because, uh, you know, Young Fug's is a guy who likes to be out there. And a lot of people are probably surprised, even if you're not someone who personally knows us, maybe you're from the States, so you're listening in. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, and, you know, those guys don't really um, 
review that type of music they, they listen to more thinking man's type of music yeah and they're busy up, listening to body james yeah like i think it's i never knew how to really like articulate it when i was younger but it really pisses me off right anytime right i know you probably have this john anytime if you're someone who has not it doesn't have to be well thought out but just a thought out opinion on music immediately people just say Oh, you think about music too much. That means you you like the Kendricks of the world and the J. Coles and, and you hate like Drake and Migos. It's like, okay, fuck you. Then. Like every time, no doubt. Like it's just this assumption that if you think about music too much, you won't like the music that's probably more derivative. And it's like, why is it why is it one or the other? But here we are, right? <laughs> so I don't I don't know if you relate to that, but here we are. We're reviewing we're reviewing Young Fuck. It is a bit of our element, but fuck it, we can do what we want with the vinyl collective. Um, so, I mean, 20 tracks, about an hour and some change. Um, I don't think Young Fog needs much of an introduction in terms of hip-hop, but we'll give no. it anyway. Yep. We'll Atlanta. give him a bit. We'll give him yeah, a bit. Yeah, I mean, Atlanta Native. I don't yeah. know how many albums he's had now or how many projects he's on. A lot of mixtapes, but oh, only yeah. two albums. This is his second <sighs> studio album. Don't oh, get you started. Yeah. Take a breath, I've, take a breath, take a breath. <laughs> I forgot about so, that. So, yeah, his debut, debut studio album was 2019 with so much fun. And then obviously he's followed it up this year with punk. But before that, I mean, how many mixtapes? I'm going to, given that there's one called Barter Six, then I'm going to suggest <laughs> that there are more than 10. You obviously have Jeffrey, you had Beautiful Thugger Girls, you had obviously. There's three slime seasons. Three slime four seasons. slime seasons. Holy um, gosh, yeah. The ones with Chris Brown, Slime and B. Yeah. So the guy has 20, 20, yeah. plus, 20 plus projects. Yeah, um, he has a lot of projects. I remember when I first heard that and it just like triggered the shit out of me. I was like, what the fuck, bro? Mm-hmm. But when I, heard, I was like, debut album. Because the thing is, you know what the problem is with that shit like that, right? That means you can really get considered for like best new artist. But I think even they thought, you know what? We're just going to ignore actually that. actually taking the piss. Yeah, that, bit, that's yeah. taking the piss. Like, Young Fug has been a thing since Lifestyle came out, what, 2014? Like, pff, come on, stop it. Like, there's just no way. There's no way. If, um, like... Oh, I'm going to try and have a look at like what is an old mixtape of his. But like, even back, yeah, okay. I think the first thing he has on Spotify is um, uh, I Came From Nothing Too, which was 2011. Mm-hmm. So that's, that is 10 years. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I remember when Brick Squad came out. Because mm. the thing about Young Fuck, he was going crazy up in Oceana uh, back in 2014. If you know, you know. So, yeah, I just remember <laughs> that. I was like, oh, and I thought this. The thing is, also the way he was rapping, I was like, yep. Again, no, you wrong. I do have a good track record, but there are people that I do get it wrong on. I thought, yeah, this guy gone in two weeks. There's no way. There's just no way. And somehow he is one of the most prolific rappers in Southern hip hop uh, in regards to the States. Uh, mm. So, yeah, got that one a bit wrong. Um, yeah, so we're reading his second album, Punk. Um, I think Young Fug is someone who's always intrigued me, just yeah. as general. Again, I'm not a big Young Fug fan. I think he's one of those guys, like, you hear him on a feature, like, oh, he surprised me, or oh, he did what I expected. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of how I ingest him. But I thought, okay, after So Much Fun, I do like some of those songs on So Much Fun, like um, Hot. I do like that song. Um, I thought the song with her future, what is it? Sup, mate, or something like that. I thought that is ridiculous, mate. Like, what? I couldn't believe... There's some songs, like, I can't believe this actual song. Cause I remember people were posting it. You know when people post snippets, like, oh, my gosh, it's the actual song. Like, when um, Kendrick did, um, let's get this shit. Like, it was yeah, like that. Yeah, 
Yeah. 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 So that made me check out um, So Much Fun. So I was like, okay, let me check this one out. Like, <coughs> I've liked, I've always liked him in pieces, but I need to listen to a full album. So here we are. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, yeah. I mean, what about you? Before I continue. Uh, yeah, no, I kind of got, I never really, I've never really got into Thug per se. Like I've, I've listened to his music. He was always kind of on my peripheral pre, uh, pre So Much Fun. He was mm-hmm. kind of always there. I knew of him. I'd heard tracks and had never kind of, never really liked it like sound wise um but then given that so many people who so many people right my problem with the young thug fans are <laughs> okay here we go that they yeah, react sign off well. they react so badly to those that just don't like him mm. and and it comes from i feel like some of them it comes from a place of like music snobbery in the sense okay. of like you no thugs just like a, he's actually like a genius like the vision of this guy like oh no 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 you're, you're doing it wrong you're just li- classic you're listening to the words no 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 that's where you're going wrong mate don't listen to the words that he's saying <laughs> oh listen actually to how you're he's so, saying too sober like yeah, 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 what the fuck, yeah. whatever the fuck that means bro um which kind of annoys me right because yeah. i listen to a fuck lot of music like i don't i don't think people understand how much music some some people actually listen to but we listen to yeah. a lot of music and I've given it a go. I've listened to his, a lot of his projects. And I mean, I enjoyed elements of Barter 6. I thought we were really good. Um, I've enjoyed tracks here and there. But in terms of, yeah, just the appeal is not there for me. Wait, um, didn't you cover Jeffrey as the March I trend? did, yeah. Yeah, what do you think of that? Oh, no, I did not enjoy that. Damn, that's, yeah. that's like his most like revered one, I think. Yeah. Okay. I thought just some of the, like you used the word, what was it, um... Uh, derivative or like contrived I just feel like some of the yeah some of the tracks I was just not there for like Harambe and all these ones I'm like I get that you know with all the the like imagery and he's wearing that like dress and all this kind of yeah. stuff but like just track for track yeah it didn't it, it so far hasn't really done it for me um, okay fair <clears throat> but that said I 100% can appreciate um, elements of his artistry his mm-hmm. influence um uh He's definitely pioneering in in his style, the the way oh, of rapping, sure. massively. Sure. Um, like his 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 kind of flow, um, his like breath control, all these kind of things, I think are super impressive. And he's he's a brilliant artist. But mm. I'm not going to sit down and listen to a Young Thug album and enjoy it. I'll say that. Yeah, it's like snow. You like it for the first few minutes. You're like, oh, I love making snowballs. Oh, this is so much fun. And then the eye starts seeping through the glove and you're like, shit, my hands are turning purple. This is actually shit, fam. Yeah. I think that's like, you can't enjoy it for too much. You can't have too much of a good thing. Um, um, but yeah, no, it, I, I agree. Fam. Yeah. And in terms of like rollout, I, I imagine you saw the whole, um, was it a Rolls Royce? Or what car was it that they were like smashing up um, in kind of, it was. I think it was him and Gunner in like promotion for this album punk. I definitely didn't see it then. if it involved they had Gunner, a, I didn't see it yeah they had <laughs> I think they had some kind of luxury car and they were standing on it with baseball bats smashing it um, because you know they're wild they don't conform if I they mean, if they were here they'd be hanging out in Camden they are just they're, they're punks you know um, so yeah anyway they did that kind of publicity stunt and there were like photographers and everything standing around them taking photos it felt so cringe but anyway um so yeah obviously then we get we get punk um let's go on kind of first impressions when it when it dropped um let's purely by the the name first the name i was gonna say for the name and the cover 
Yeah. Yeah. It's really weird, man. <laughs> I, mean, I know young fuckers don't to do this, but like, it just reminds me of someone I know who's quite narcissistic, narcissistic just like a person, where it's like, it looks like he's gonna like <laughs> fucking make out with himself, bro. It's like, do you need to look at yourself so intently? Like, what is going on here? Like, uh, yeah, the cover was really weird. Um, Obviously, you got like, it feels like you got like two sides to young fuck. Like, one is like playing a violin, and the other one is like, I don't know, playing with jewelry, counting cash. It feels like I'm not too sure what's mm. going on there. Um, yeah, I don't really know what's going on. I don't know what's in the middle of them. There's just a lot going on that I'm not sure why it's going on. Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. not sure. <clears throat> so it's definitely him, kind of like, well, from the name, you know, punk is always kind of associated with like, um, <clears throat> like the the culture that wants to kind of be different and mm-hmm. go outside of the the norms, kind of ignore the status quo, mm-hmm. all that kind of thing. Um, do what's not normally, you know, socially. Not necessarily socially acceptable, but like, um, yeah, live live in kind of anti to what's mm-hmm. what's accepted. Um, so yeah, I kind of was expecting that soundscape as well. I was expecting, I was expecting, you know, punk. He's kind of done uh, yes, on ah sure. uh, oh, no, beautiful thugger girls. Oh, A yeah. lot of like, um, what is it? Heavy guitar ballads and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Um, so he's experimented with it before. Um, so I was expecting punk him to fully lean into that mm-hmm. and to to carry that through the whole album, both in terms of like thematically and sa- and sound. Yes. Um, that's what I was expecting. What were you expecting? I was expecting the exact same thing. Yeah, hundred percent. And I thought that, and even the first song, I was thinking, okay, cool. Like, cause even when I heard like the whole guitar thing, I was like, okay, cool. This is kind of what I signed up mm-hmm. for. It's called punk. Young Fugger's always been a bit out there in terms of experimentation. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'm, I'm with this. But then the whole, I went into the whole thing. It was just, it felt like it was just another Young Fug album, to yeah. be fair. Yeah. It didn't feel like it was <clears throat> a punk theme or he was trying to do anything different with it. I'm not saying you should, but it's like the whole, it's like Drake's CLB, right? You kind of get the whole idea that you're going to do <coughs> something with this, like, title and cover. And then nothing comes from it. It's like, mm. okay. So, yeah. yeah. Did you, talking about that first song, uh, Die Slow, did you hear the Tiny Desk concert when it came out? No, I haven't heard the Tiny Desk. Okay, because no. that's, um, it was, I think it was like an outdoor one. He was like standing there playing the guitar. Looked like some kind of like really well manicured garden. Um, <laughs> okay. And this was, this was one of them. Um, so yeah, let's start with that. Um, <laughs> okay. Die Slow. Yeah, like what, like what you said, first first song comes on, I'm like, cool. Yeah, he's he's going for the concert this time. Like, here here we go, boys. Kind of enjoyed it. You know, it's quite, it's low key. You've got the guitar there. Um, it's really like almost confessional. He's like, oh, I told the lawyer that my brother ain't going back to prison. I don't care if I've got to turn the guy Jehovah's Witness. Um, searching for God's soul because I know something's missing. I was like, oh, this is really, I'm, 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 a, I'm into this. Um, I thought, yeah. Like gets really personal, really introspective, cries some some thug tears. Um, yeah, nice one. Okay. Thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, what what were you thinking from the first song? You know what? I think right after the first little verse, before it breaks into the first interlude, that's probably the only part of the song that gave me hope. Right after that, even maybe even before that, I'm not gonna lie, because <laughs> once I started listening to what he was saying, I was like. 
this kind of sets the precedent for things to come, right? Now I'm just gonna have like again, I'm gonna put out throw out a few lyrics, right? So there's one part where he's talking about missing his son's birthday, right? Fair mm-hmm. enough. Yeah, yeah. And then right after he's talking about seeing the beach from his penthouse suite. He's like, oh no, not a big deal though. Not, not a big deal. It's like so what's important right now? Literally, you're not gonna expand on missing your fucking son's birthday. He was oh yeah, July 15th. Okay, cool. What did you do then? No, oh no, penthouse just looking at some reviews. It's nothing big though. It's like what is this? Jamie you know I mean? again, I know it's young fuck. I know I I'm I have to mind fuck my frame to be like you know, this is young fuck. You know what this reminds me of? This is an aside, isn't it? Fuck it. Bare tangents today. Um, you know when people recommend you certain TV shows? And this is where I messed up when I was younger. When people were like, oh my God, Dexter, Breaking Bad, um, you know, Line of Duty, Scandal. How to get-. They were saying, oh my God, this show is so good. And the same with anime. Because you know what's funny? Because I think anime people look at TV shows and be like, oh, you don't even get good storylines. You should come to the anime world. We get so much better storylines. And I realised both sides are fucking ridiculous because people in general, because obviously when I watch something, I'm like, right, lights off, laser focused, I'm watching every scene, every action, you know, is that going to allude to something like a Game of Thrones, right? But then I realised most people don't even fucking watch TV. They watch it whilst they're on the phone. They watch it whilst they're doing something else on their laptop or talking to their friend. <coughs> like, you know what I mean? Or they're, they're, I don't know, making uni notes. Like, they don't actually watch the show. And that's mm. how they think it's the best shit ever. When I realised that, it put everything into perspective for me. Do you know what I mean? It was like, these people are like 50% capacity watching these show, shows. Anyways, to bring I it s- back. I see though, where it's going now. Yeah. yeah. To see it, <laughs> to come back, right? So he's talking about all this shit, right? And one part that just absolutely sent me. I just don't I just don't understand this lyric at all. Sorry. It's when he says, yeah. He says, always do I want gonna be gay. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> like you know what it is? I wasn't thinking about it before, but now you brought it to my attention. I'm second guessing things. <laughs> obviously, nothing wrong with being gay, but like, wh- why have you now brought that into my peripheral? Now I'm thinking about it. It's like there was a time, right? I was in the tube, and um, obviously, now people are wearing masks and stuff like that. And a guy wore a mask, right? On, on the mask, it said 100% human. And I thought, I mean, before, I mean, I assumed, you know, a guy tall with hair, you know, mm. you are human. But now you put 100% human in your mask, it's making you second guess things. Mm. But whatever. And the fact he says, um, I had her sending pictures to my mom, to my yeah. mom when I was eight. Yeah, <laughs> was that's, like, yeah. But then the next is, you know, it is, it's, I feel like this is the thing about Thug, right? He can, he can say these lines earlier on where you're like, oh, that's really deep. Like that's, you know, mm-hmm. doing it over these kind of like, strummed guitar notes and he's it's you know it could be like a stroke of genius right but then he'll say a line like that and then he'll say just because my i always knew i was going to be great because my coach told me i was slow but i was running at a fast pace (laughs) i'm like cool okay you're like this isn't it's not a clever metaphor it's not like a double entendre or anything like yeah i don't know i don't know yeah there's some lyrics in this that are just it's obviously very stream and conscious and that's the point of this track. Yeah, hundred percent. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's just, you know, literally just free word associating. Um, but you're right. When you, it's like when you, you know, those kind of like optical illusions or whatever, or like nice images. You're like, Oh, don't get too close though. Like don't go and stand up right next to it. Cause then you actually see what it looks like. And then you do and yeah. you're like, Oh shit. Like that's, <laughs> yeah. that's what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because I think you could listen to this track very high or very drunk or just passively and be like, yeah, that sounds kind of nice. I bet he's saying some real deep shit. Yeah. And then you listen and he's like, I always knew I wasn't going to be gay. I always knew I was going to be great. Like, I okay. always knew I wasn't going to be gay. It's like, why? Why did you have to say that, man? Um, yeah, take us to the next song. Is there a song that um, caught your eye? Okay, let's discuss it. <clears throat> mm. Right. I feel like we've got to talk about the, um, we've got to talk about Bubbly. Okay, cool. Um, because I feel like at, at this point, um, you know, if you're, if you're listening with us and you, you've got the track list in front of us, so you don't, you've got a couple of seconds to go find it. So obviously Die Slow, first track, uh, it's a 20 track album. We get to Bubbly, track number 12. Um, by this point, ladies and gentlemen, the gig is up. It's not punk. Um, we're back. <laughs> we're back. We kind of, we've forgotten about that kind of after... I'd say after recognize real, by the time you get to kind of contagious peeping out the window, um, the gig is is fully up. Um, this is just a rap album, and it's Yug Thug back to his ways. Um, so yeah, Bubbly obviously features uh, Drake, features Travis Scott. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I, li- I kind of like the start of this. I like the energy that Travis Scott brings on this. Um, it's one of the one of the much more interesting songs on the album. Um, I didn't like Drake just being there as well. It felt like it just didn't feel natural. Um, mm. People will say, oh, I love, like, damn, like Drake probably gave us one of the best. I'm sure someone said that Drake's given us one of the best verses of the year. But he sounds more animated. I'll give you that. He sounds more excited to be there, but didn't need him. Thug and Travis is enough on a song. Um, I think there was enough energy there as well. Um, but as soon as you put Drake onto that, it just I don't know, it took away a bit a bit of something for me. Um but it's a it's a big it's a big song. It's probably one of the bangers of the album. Yeah. yeah. Um I just don't get why like Travis Scott and Young Fug are kind of like surrendered to like a two thousand and nine esque type of instrumental. And then when it's Drake's part, we actually come back to twenty twenty one. I don't get why that was a thing. Like it just kind of felt like Drake was slapped on right at the end because streams and all that stuff, like yes. the song was already done. Fuck it, put Drake on it. It's going to get the streams up. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly so. Because again, I'm one of those people like, I take Travis Scott for the vibe completely. I'm never going to be like, oh my gosh, I need to go to a Travis Scott concert. I'm not one of those people. But he was probably the best performing guy on this whole thing. Like he was legible for one. Shout out to him. Improvement. Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like he he had he had some bars. Like I liked it. Um, but yeah, I, did, I didn't like Drake's part, to be honest. Um, I, I, I get it, but it just felt pff, he wasn't saying anything, mm. really. That bit you said is very funny, though, that they changed. They're like, no, Drake's coming in. Drake's coming in. We need to we need to change the sound of this. He, Completely. He, he can't do it like that. We need to we need to give him something more modern. That's, I that mean, that's literally what else. happened. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Is <clears> it te- <throat> Texas Ranch so big? That shit is perfectly uh, different. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... I mean, I guess a cool line was, like, been on the charts for 500 weeks, so someone, somebody loved when I speak. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I mean, he's like, oh, you know, and he does that whole thing. He, I think when Drake, when Drake has a new ad lib, he does not let it go. He definitely he fucking that loves shit it. so hard. That whole, what? what? He does that all the time. <laughs> all the time. He, he's doing that since Sicko Mode, but it's like, okay, we liked on Sicko Mode. He always does that shit. He's like, what? <laughs> Fuck on the beat. OVO life not cheap it's like oh, whatever man I'm done with this already like <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I didn't like this one to yeah. be fair 
But um, speaking of someone in the big three, even though I think that term needs to die anyways, because it's really a big two, um, we have Jermaine Cole. He's teamed up with Fargo again. Um, J. Cole and Young Fargo had a long-standing relationship, actually, because obviously when yeah. Young Fargo was popping up, J. Cole had him on tour. He was one of the um, openers. So they've been working together for a long time. Um, obviously, the London, which did way bigger than it should have, in my opinion, because that song is not that lit, man. Um, sorry. Um, so they're back again with another song. It was called Stress. Um, I don't know how much we've talked about this year. Obviously, with uh, the Joyner Lucas feature. And that wasn't good. Lucas. That was not good. That was that was <clears throat> one of the worst songs we've had this yeah, year. Yeah, there was another feature he did, and I was just like, what the fuck is this? I can't remember what it was. What other song has Jacob been on this year that we spoke about? Oof. There was a couple other, but this is adding to that run, right? And I just think this song, again, is like, uh, like, it just feels like, you know what it is? It's like, you know, Dragon Ball Z, right? Where Goku's like, charging up the spirit bomb, and after that, he's like, oh, I'm fucking done for like, maybe like a few episodes. It feels like that's what happened with Jacob in the off-season. It really felt like he put all his eggs into that, and after that, he's just been right back to like 2018 or something no before that because 2018 was a good year Mm. like KOD shit like it just feels so lazy man like gosh like J. Cole is so boring I think about J. Cole as well right it's like he's so conflicted in who he wants to be and at this point in his career it's just like I'm tired of it one minute it's like money Mm. don't mean a thing you know love yours next minute it's like do the math 100 minutes like who do you want to be who and the thing is, you know what I've noticed about J. Cole? Do you know why J. Cole's a fucking prick? He always does this, right? So he he already shits on artists like Lil Pump, like, you know, Lil Weather, trying to add their music's like yeah, yeah. Um, throwaway. But he only goes yeah. on his braggadocious shit on artists like this. He will never do this with a, I don't know, a thoughtful man like a Royster 5'9 or mm. a, you know what I He will never do that shit. It's only when he's with the guys he thinks are like, trappy then he wants to bring out his fun side it's like you're just a cunt because if you're like i feel like it reveals a lot more what you think of those artists it's because you can't even just put down like a solid verse and to us if you look at the what he's talking about in the verse sorry i know i'm going on long what he's talking about in the verse it feels like it's the exact same shit from the london where he's like you know do the math i've got i've got like a bird every word like he's yeah. done the same thing before mm. um the flow is very very similar like it's, yeah the flow is exactly the same to what we've heard before and even then, this is, again, another um, example of J. Cole's conflict of interest. Barely check my account, nigga, I'm admitting it. Fuck around on my bread, I bet you I'm going to find out. Which one is it then? Which one is it? You, you're just spending money like you don't know it? Or if you, rent it special, <laughs> if you spend my money, I'm going to know it. It's like, whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of this one. What do you think? It's not the, wor- it's not the worst uh, J. Cole feature I've heard. Um, I was disappointed because... It's track two, and we've already f- we've already forgotten the, the introspective stuff, and yeah. we've already moved on to to like chest beating and saying that you know he's he's got a gap and he's he's on your street with a pistol, um, yeah. And it, it it's obviously that's not obviously not J Cole, um, we know that, and it's yeah, it's just annoying because it's track two, and I was expecting a little bit more from this album, but um. Yeah, I mean, we've got R- Young Thug before J. Cole talking about, you know, he's, uh, he doesn't know if he wants to caress you or, and he's, and he's Rocky Balboa and he's talking about Harachis. Is that how you pronounce that? Harachis, yeah. Yeah. 
that was like that was five six years ago um yeah no wasn't a fan of the song wasn't the worst j cole feature though i'll say that like i don't mind the flow but uh in terms of subject matter yeah yeah, Sorry, I think of Heaven's EP. Sorry, not even a feature of Heaven's EP. Okay, cool. Heaven's cool, EP, drawing cool. loops thing. Now this just yes. feels like, where did the off season go? Like, fuck me, man. Yeah, we felt that was. Compa- was mm, yeah, felt that was a bit of growth with with uh, at least with the off season. Yeah, I thought we were getting somewhere. Like, yeah. <laughs> we're getting nowhere now. Um, yeah. Um, any other features you want to talk about? I mean, there's a couple posthumous features. One of them being your boy Matt Miller. The other yeah, being Juice World. Do you want to get into that? Let's let's get into Juice World first. Mm. So, um, yeah, obviously Juice World is on rich boy shit. Um, <laughs> Some of these track names, man. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Let me see. Uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of like just. Oh, I don't know, man. Let him, let him, let him rest in peace. That's what I say. Like the guy, the guy's been dead how many years now? Mm-hmm. A few years now, man. A, f- a few years now. Yeah, it's been a few now. And yeah, I don't know. I feel like this is the point in the album. Like I say, you know, around the like contagious peeping out the window. Like the album's fully switched by this point like I feel like this is where it really goes south the album (laughs) like it really it really drops off like significantly (laughs) yes yes as as in like yeah this is like one of the biggest like drop offs in an album I've heard this year (laughs) fair enough I can't even uh, disagree with you I can't (laughs) I mean this song is don't get me wrong, yeah. Peeping out the window, like if I'm just sitting there driving around at night, I feel it. You know, future, I fuck with it. To, for this to come out right after, oh my god, like man, this song is bad. Like, um, I think I don't get me wrong. I know <coughs> the young fog and calamari is synonymous. I get it. I like calamari too. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I get it. But that hook is just like wow. Like no, no, no. And and even um. He has this quote. I think it's even in the hook. Brown diamonds on, oh. bitch, I'm Nestle. Aye. <laughs> I mean, there was one line that was funny, though. I can't lie. It said, having sex with your old lady, I lost calories. That's funny. <laughs> that is funny. But apart from that, this song is a complete miss. Like, no, absolutely not. Mm. Absolutely not. No. Uh, and Matt, Matt Miller, what do you think of um, Matt? He closes out the album pretty much with the song Day Before. Uh, I uh, I mean apparently the story behind this I think he was on The Breakfast Club wasn't he Young Thug was on Breakfast Club and he said this was the last track that Mac Miller made or at least this was the day before he he passed away so yeah I guess in that sense you want to kind of give it more maybe be inclined to kind of like it more than Mm -hmm. it is but yeah yeah I don't. I don't know if I'm a fan of this one, to be honest. I mean, I like. I like Mac Miller just anything that he does, yeah. but um, the song in general, it feels like we've suddenly. It's like it's like we've forgotten what the last thirteen songs were, and it's like, <laughs> oh shit. Okay, quick, let's um, let's let's reel this back in. Let's slap the Mac Miller song at the end, and let's remind everyone that this is punk. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I do. I do that deep shit, and. Yeah, it felt yeah, it felt a bit tokenry, given what the previous th- twelve tracks were. 
Yeah. And I, I think that's the thing about posthumous features. I, I just, they're never... Tokenistic, I, sorry, not token. Yeah. yeah. I just, I just don't think they're ever done in good faith. I don't think it's like, oh, you were needed for the song so badly. And when you made it, it was like, oh my gosh, I had to have you on there. That's why you're there. It's just mm. like, oh, I have this old demo that I was never going to use, but now you're dead. It actually makes financial sense for me to use it. So mm. I'm going to use it. That's how it always feels to me. Do you know what I mean? So it's just, it's annoying. Matt yeah. Miller sounds good on it. Yeah. He's not saying much. He sounds, he sounds good on it. I'm not going to lie. But like, yeah. It's just a weird, weird, and even the way the song ends is quite abrupt. It's quite weird. Um, yeah, yeah. I think just yeah, it spoils it given what's come before. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, and let's talk about like, what comes before. Um, <laughs> yes. Where do we begin? Do uh, wanna... We need to talk about the soul vampire that is gonna. We need to talk about him. This guy, he needs to get out. He needs to get out. I'm so sorry, guys. I know this people out there like gonna. I am sick. The only thing I know about gonna is that he's potentially fucking on Chloe Bailey. That's it. That's the only thing I know. In the past like three, four years, this guy's been relevant. I cannot understand. And the new, not usually, I'm one of those guys like like what you like, guys. Ghana just makes every song like 10 times more boring. Like automatically, like, it just sucks the energy from the song. It's like, <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. I know, I know I just spilled out a lot there, but I feel like we've got to start there. He's on three songs. Why do you need him on three songs? He's not that late. I'm sorry. It feels oh. a bit unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, talking of those tracks, he's obviously on Injure My Wrist um, and he's on Recognize Real. I'll say of the two, I'll say that first of the two. He's on two. one more, I think. He's on one more. Is he? Oh, yeah, he's on uh, 18 Love You More, which are yeah. oh, fucking hell. We'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, uh, of the three tracks, Recognise Real is the is the better of the three for me. I agree, yes. Uh, I think mm-hmm. because we're still in that... Um, uh, we're, still, we're still being duped into thinking that we're getting something that we're not with the album. So... Yeah, I mean, obviously the guys have made so much music together, so you can, you can tell there's that... Mm-hmm relationship and there's that um trust whatever you want to call it when you're artists and you work together um mm-hmm. so it wasn't the worst track that um recognized real but then yeah injure my wrist and love you more were dreadful <laughs> love you more is i think this is one of the worst songs it sounds so mm. dreadful yes like we said with the Mac Miller one at the end, like why are you re- suddenly returning to the acoustic, like, s- like minorly introspective stuff right at the end, as if the previous ten tracks haven't happened? Like we haven't mm. forgotten, like it's just happened. <laughs> um, with, and with um, this guy Nate Royce, like some like it feels like some sort of pop singer just doing the hook as well. It's like, I mean, it'd yeah. be embarrassing if it turns out that he's like a, a huge deal, raised on a farm in rural Arizona. <laughs> it sounds like that it does yeah. sound like that <laughs> which would make sense if the rest of the album was that um, but yeah I think just inconsistency is what makes that sound, that track to start of place yeah um, I mean but yeah, go on about, about Gunner the other two tracks how did you feel but, about I mean exactly how you feel Injure My Wrist was fucking but like it's almost like what it, it finished like okay like he's just this, the, I like the production on mm. Injure My Wrist, but he's just a soul stealer, man. It just feels like anyone who's on a song with Gunner, and it's, ha- it's not just him, 21 Savage, um, Brody Witch, anyone he's on a song with, the song automatically becomes some quiet little... Dun, 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 
Mm. And you're just like reflecting on some bullshit every time, every time we've gone out. I don't know what it is, man. It's just ridiculous. Um, I mean, the other one, recognize real. It's not bad. Out of the three, it's the most bearable, but it's still like, I just don't know what, I don't know what it is, right? And I might just be a hater. There's was one funny line though, on Recognize Real, where it's like, um, <laughs> Rock and Rick Owens got the ones that say cut. <laughs> and it's just funny because obviously on this side of the Atlantic, you can use that however you want. Over there, it's like, <gasps> they're like, dare you. Yeah, like, <laughs> the audacity. <laughs> the audacity. But yeah, obviously, yeah, obviously there's like, oh, he's, he's, got, he's got a jacket that says cut. It was asking like, People just call you a cut on the street if you do something. So, you know, it's just funny. That's why that's funny. It um, is funny. Um, should yeah. we talk in a funny lines? Should we talk about um, uh, the second track? Uh, no, sorry, not the second track. Third track, the kind of two part stupid asking. Yeah. Because there is a line on there. I think we both know what it is. Um, yeah. So, anyway, you know, you kind of get this. The, I, I'd say one of the highlights of the album is actually the transition between stupid and asking. I think it's brilliant. I think it's, uh, it's really well done. It's really well mixed. It sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. And then fucking hell, suddenly he's, I'm trying to get in your guts, show me your guts. And I'm like, this is yeah. wild. The guy's just been like pouring his heart out. And now he's like, I mean, I mean, you're going too far that pouring his heart out. He's just saying, <laughs> I mean, I get, I get, I get you, but no, I mean, I'm, maybe I'm not as high as a transition as you are, but like, um, I just thought the song was just so funny. Mm. Like, um, just the hook, it just feels like I could just imagine how that song was created. Just high as fuck. Just there with this little guitar, just repeating the word stupid just over and over. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, I've used this meme before, but it, this uh, one more so, it feels like that Family Guy meme where Lois and Pete are, are like playing the banjo on stage high as fuck and they think they're smashing out of the park. <laughs> it really does feel like that. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. But yeah, you know, this way he says stupid. <laughs> it's just like, even if you don't want to my friend, it's just stupid. It's funny, I can't lie. I know it's speaking from a perspective of a woman, from mm. what I can gather. Um, but in Asking is um, the, not the side I like more. I think Asking, I get it. It's a nice little mm. segue. It's, swat, it's smooth. It is a smooth um, segue. Smooth. Yeah. Um, but I just don't like yeah. the song. Oh, yeah, I'm trying to get in your gut, show me your guts. It's funny, but. Yeah. Apart from that, angry that again. I mean, there are good. There, this is the problem, right? There's such, and I think if you can characterize the album in one, like in a couple of different words, like just outrageously inconsistent is one of them. Because yes. for me, you have moments like that where I'm like, oh, you know, that transition is really, really nice. The previous song, the J Cole one, like there's, um, I really like the kind of the intro to that song. There's those kind of like, sh- is it like shimmery keys, like shimmery like keyboard notes and like there's like the strum guitar um and the like the keys kind of go on in the background while j cole's rapping they kind of come in and out i'm like oh the like instrumented that's that's really nice like i really like the sound of that and then you get um something like let's let's have a look uh scoliosis oh my god you get something like scoliosis which is, I've said this about a few tracks, but I think this is this is the worst track on the album, possibly by far. This there are a lot of be. contenders. There are no, a lot of contenders. This, this has to but, be. No, fuck it, no. But was this, the, was this the mistake? Is my first question. I think, yeah. I think this is what happened, right? Like no more, no more than fifteen minutes prior to this song's creation. Someone told him what scoliosis meant. 
and he just thought, oh, what? Skeleton? I've got a Cartier skeleton. Holy shit, I'm going to use that. And he just, he had to, he just had to fudge it in. Like, you know, when, <laughs> I don't know, like, when you're building Ikea furniture and it's just not fitting, he's going to shove that shit in. I feel like that's what he did with, even the way he says scoliosis. It's like, bro, what is going on? <laughs> this song is wild, man. It's so bad. It's so, and I think it's again reminiscent of like, why have you just gone back to like, mid 2000s with these cheap ass beats like what was going on like your young fuck <clears throat> this guy was he Lil Double O mm-hmm. wholly uninspiring um, yeah. like it does not sound like he's enjoying himself at all there um, yeah. it's it's I mean yeah it feels like it's a mistake it feels like who actually let this on you're talking about 15 <laughs> minutes before it yeah. sounds like they made mixed if they mixed and, oh, and put oh, the yeah, song on there in 15 minutes I agree because it is terrible sounding like terrible yeah I, I literally have written down no this song isn't the one the mixing is weird too yeah the mixing is very weird like his vocals are so it feels like he's you can feel like his vocals and the beat are just not on the same page mm-hmm. at all do you know what I mean it feels like he's recording from like his phone no joke it's yeah. so bad um yeah Mm-mm, don't have much to say about that. Yeah. The, that I mean, the, the, also, the beat is fucking atrocious. Oh yeah, like everything. I can't. I can't even hear the like. Um, I mean, they're not live instrumentation, but like they're like digitally produced trumpets. I can barely hear them. They're like barely audible. Um, yeah. Just yeah, just a, a terrible, terrible song. Yeah, I um, agree. I, I don't know if you noticed. There's a whole run of tracks, right? in the middle which are all under three minutes i think it starts with scoliosis and it goes all the way to like is it dropping jewels of his day dead just bet a lot of short dropping jewels is a bit longer and then yeah 50 day dead again is a, is a yeah short one. it's just bare filler honestly i don't get me wrong i already know what i'm dealing with but one song i thought i had quite a few poten- a bit of potential is faces okay i liked it, it had a bit of like an r&b type of thing with the bass like, the like it had like it felt like something was gonna happen but the mixing was it felt like, you know, Babby's first Fruit Loops type of shit. It was that bad. Like, what the fuck, bro? Um, and then some of the lines are cheap. Don't get me wrong. I had again, I know it's young fuck. Like, mm. um, trying to rob your chances are slimmer than shady. Like, okay. Yeah. Like, I get that. But yeah. I thought like the song, it had something to it. Like, I, I was like, oh, the production's interesting. And then it just felt like it was like halfway there. It felt like a demo. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dropping Jewels. Because I think I've got to be positive right now. That's probably one of the best songs on that album okay. um i feel like the first verse already went in when he's like um i told my son i told my son if he wanted to live you might might have to catch a body i told my son he ain't yeah. a cheerleader might to catch a body do you know what i mean mm. um he's just he's driving in joe but he still can't do it sloppy like i like that that's was, that was quite cool um mm. and he's talking about his daughter as well saying there was one song there was one part talking about his girl he's like uh how the fuck you never ain't wrote, wrote a song same reason your fan ass never wore thong i was like yeah i like that the way he talks yeah. about women young fuck it's quite entertaining i can't lie as a as a woman enthusiast myself uh should i say i do like oh, the way he talks about it. so yeah i, um, I agree yeah. there's there are some bars on that um yeah i like the beat on it bit toned mm. back very like like with that bar, that bar you quoted um a thomas on that one it's very he's been around longer but it's it's very it's kind of what we see what we've seen from vince staples this year on his yes. on his really short album like that super nonchalant delivery mm-hmm. um and 
what like delivery of bars that are like mm-hmm. deadly <laughs> or like talking yes. about death. Yes. And it obviously just shows the we talked about it with um Law of Averages and all of, all of those kind of tracks. Like it just shows the like the real effect that 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 kind of those experiences have on you later in life. Because obviously young young thug um has kind of talked about a lot of experiences that he's had and you know he you know like people like Lil Baby the rapper mm. I think he there's a story even where Young Thug was like paying Lil yes. Baby to, to go to the studio and to like leave mm. you know quote unquote the streets yes. um, so yeah like he's had these experiences and um, it's yeah it's, it's interesting to see when he just like delivers bars like that and you're like oh shit like yeah he's actually living he's lived this mm-hmm. yep. yeah um, uh-huh. talking of uh What's the word? Um, contradictions. Let's let's talk mm. about icy hot <laughs> with the, with our very own Doja Cat. Oh, it, I I mean I can't I, I can't lie. Doja Cat came through, man. I liked Doja Cat's part. I really did. He said my tiger bomb gave him that icy hot. That's a bar. Sorry. Uh, he called he called me Doja Rat. I chewed through <laughs> all these cheese. Like she did what she had to do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was Young Thug who didn't um, come to play, but I think Doja Cat was fine actually. I would argue. Think. I would argue her first bit wasn't good. The auto tune in her voice was horrid. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah fair. Like <laughs> absolutely horrid. Because <laughs> yeah. um, she has some good features. Like when she, mm. when she's on a yeah when she's on other people's stuff, not not yeah. too bad. Um, but yeah, I think the the auto tune in her voice. I think when it when it was like going up at the end of the notes they like auto-tuned oh, them really okay, strangely yeah. um yeah and that did not, not sound good um the song i know so people don't get at me here i'm gonna put a little like little cliff a little uh a little footnote here mm-hmm. i know that um young thug has been around so much longer than travis scott and influenced travis mm-hmm. scott but oh, okay this <laughs> song sounds like a poor impersonation of either it's the flow the delivery and the mm-hmm instrumentation of this specific song sounds mm-hmm. like a poor impersonation of butterfly effect and five percent tin it's you just think that, so? yeah 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 a hundred percent because i went back to listen to astro to find which song it was mm-hmm. and there's that there's a weird like cadence that he does there um yeah i didn't yeah i did not like young thug on this okay didn't, yeah, i didn't I, think really i didn't like him on it. i didn't think about it maybe i had to go back and listen but i didn't that is not what came to mind so yeah fair enough i'll go get that listen yeah. Um, there's a couple, oh, couple more tracks to talk about I mean I think yeah. by this point of us talking I'd, how long have we been going we're going like almost 40 minutes you've probably got the idea that it's we're not fans of this it's it's pretty wildly yeah. wildly inconsistent yeah. and I'll, I'll talk about one more song and then I'm done I just want to end yeah. on a positive yeah. note I think we talked about most of it obviously the song yeah 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 no just no um, there was one song Okay, again, like I said, people on a window, I actually do. I think that's one song that could actually end up on the playlist. Yeah. Uh, Contagious, catchy hook. Yeah. But I just yeah. wish things sort of reciprocated. They always tell yeah. me I was going places. Now I'm just surrounded by different faces. Yeah, yeah catchy hook, but you know it's okay. Um, I think the song that had potential, I thought it was funny, um, was um, "Hate the Game." Okay. Uh, right at the end. Yeah. Um, it's just weird because I don't know if you caught that but right at the start of that song there's like church bells going like you know when the clock strikes an hour I was like what the fuck's that there for um, but yeah um, mm. but he's obviously talking about like obviously fucking friendship groups 
you know. Yeah. Don't hate me, hit the game, baby. I thought it was catchy, but that's really it for me. Um, there was, I think there's one more example of where you talk about the whole Vince Staples shit where they kind yeah. of say a line, but it's really nonchalant. Let me just try and find it. Oh, I was just trying to find out where I put it. Um, <clears throat> there was one, it was Fifth Day Dead. When he's like, um, yeah. I called him up and I told him what he said. He texted me five, back five days and he was dead. I was like, what? I was like, fucking hell. What did he say? What did he say? Yeah, it was 15. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that threw me off because he was just kind of sinking it. And he was like, mm. yeah, why, why, did you, why did you get him killed, fucker? What, what did he say? Um, but yeah, that was it for me. Uh, mm. Very, very missable. Yeah. Uh, I think in terms of 2021, let's, let's get into it. Um, Drake... Drake is so lucky because he would have had the cake, I'm not going to lie, for probably worst project 2021 for me. But that doesn't mean, that's the thing, this is not how averages work. Just because he's not at the bottom doesn't mean he's in the middle of the pack. No, he's still not at the bottom of the pack, but he's not the worst. This has to be on the lower end of him 2021 for me. I don't know about you. Yeah, I think, and people will, this is where the the logic flies out the window when you talk with people about albums because Mm -hmm. they will discount track list and the bad songs as if three or four good songs make up for it. They do Mm -hmm. not. Okay, you've got 20 tracks here. Um, We mentioned maybe more than 10. Yeah, I'd say probably reaching 13 tracks that are not good. (laughs) They're like objectively, they are not good tracks. Yeah. So that's already reaching, what's that, 65... Say, that's right, 65% of the album is not good. Um, <laughs> the very not good, fair enough. They're like, thematically and like sonically, it drops mm. off after the first, what are we saying, first four tracks? Yes. First four or five tracks, it kind of drops yes. off. So again, less you're less than 20% into the album and it drops off sound-wise and you're like, okay, what's going on here? We've just got Old Thugger here. We've got Gunner on two songs. You don't need to bring Gunner to the party every time, honestly. Yeah. It's like that joke you made a few episodes, like a probably a few months ago, where you're like, where you like, you want to go out and play, and he's like, you've got to take your little brother with you. Like this, <laughs> yeah. this is the US yeah. version of it. What? Yeah. Who was the, the example? That was for, Young Ads uh, or something. That was for yes. It, that was a year ago now. Fuck oh. me, John. Yeah, that was a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that one. You're yeah. like, yeah, you don't need to bring Young Young Ads along every time. So yeah, yeah. just. You don't, Gunner doesn't have to be there. Um, yeah, I think just really disappointing. Um, mm-hmm, for sure. Same old stuff in that that middle 60% of the album. Um, I feel like when it comes to the audio crooners of the world, Young yeah. Fug and Drake have very similar um, careers in a sense that they will give you a single you really like every year. Yeah. Like obviously last year it was Go Crazy. Um mm. And obviously Hot was the year before. Like, it doesn't mean he always has, like, a big, big single. But then when it comes to the albums, you're like, fuck, who the hell? But, uh, like, I don't know what's going on. Because yeah, the thing is, yeah. people and people act like it's a thing where I don't like this type of music. I like Roddy Rich. I like, um, I'm, I'm warming up to Lil Baby one more. I definitely like Lil Baby way more than Gunner, I'll tell you that right now. Um, yeah. So it's not like, it's not like I don't have a taste for this music. It's just that I still want it to be good. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I still want to sing along. Like, I still like to sing along to music. And I think once it gets to that part, that's where things fall for me mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and the problem is that I think that I would have enjoyed the concept had it continued yes um, I agree and I know that's difficult to do especially when you know with the exception of beautiful what is it beautiful thugger girls um, mm-hmm. you're not used to doing this kind of music for a, for a whole album I get it but 
it's just really poor when you try mm-hmm. to lean into a concept and then you give up halfway or you give up a third of the way into the album. Um, mm-hmm. It just, it looks really bad. <laughs> and I feel like that's what's happened here. Um, yeah. And I mean, some people, I mean, maybe some people listening at home are like, um, and if this is you, let us know. Um, oh, you know, Punk didn't suggest that the album was going to be um, kind of like sonically cohesive. But, you know, he's talking about how, you know, he's always on the outside or like he's always kind of acting different to other people and he's like a trailblazer. And I can see that, but I don't see that in those tracks. Like I've listened to them and I'm not sure where he's saying that. Do you get what I mean? Like, so Mm -hmm. if if sonically and thematically it's not there, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where the theme's gone. I don't know where it is either, to be honest. I think... No, I don't. I just don't see it. It just sounds. That's thing. I don't know. I think Young Fug is a punk by nature. But I think when you're yeah, calling yeah. it punk, do you know what I mean like I'm expecting just a lot more? Like for example, when I listen to Kenny Mason, who's also from Atlanta, I'm thinking, yeah, this guy is a punk. This guy is way outside of um generic rap. This guy feels like a mm. bit of a rock star. Um, so I was expecting maybe more stuff on that because I think because I've already seen it happen. Or I'm seeing it happen. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, cool. Like was, we've got someone like Kenny Mason doing that. Like maybe yeah. Young Funk is, probably knows who he is at this point. Maybe he's kind of putting from that. Do you know what I mean? But no, we didn't get enough, none of that. To be honest, so. even if you like named an earlier mixtape that, or like <coughs> say he hadn't had twenty mixtapes and he brought out his first studio album and calls that punk because he's like yeah, cementing like boom, yeah. this is me. Everyone you hear in around me are variations, iterations of my music and my sound. And I've got, and, you know, I've got some of them on, on the album. You can hear, you know, they're part of my, my style. But the fact that it's come so late on that he's done it yes. and that he's got one foot in to his, to his old bag and he's got one foot into this new style. It just mm. doesn't work. Um, I agree. Yeah. doesn't work for me. Um, but yeah, you guys, you should uh, get in touch with us, obviously, on Twitter at TVC Pod. Instagram Vinyl Collective Pod, email us vinylcollectivepod at gmail.com. Leave us a comment on YouTube, uh, on Spotify. Um, we'll ask a couple of questions. You can respond to that. Um, but yeah, interested to hear what you guys think of this one. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, sorry, Slant Talk. We love you, but oh, <laughs> I mean, maybe there is a good thing Iris couldn't make it, Jamie, because he probably was been here like, what the fuck? Yeah. Me. Some good <laughs> tracks, which, we, which yeah, we've given sure. um, credit to, but. We review yeah. albums here, I'm afraid. And yeah, it doesn't stand up. Uh, but yeah, uh, to close out the episode, as per usual, we have our coveted Now and Then playlist. We have a second one because the first one is just too fucking fat. I mean, we've just got so many songs now. What I mean, so we have <laughs> the second one to commemorate our second year doing this uh, fantastic show. Uh, so we add a song where... Uh, it's probably more recent like oh this is, this song just came out it's pretty cool and we have a song that's a bit more of a throwback like oh this song's really old uh, but I still bump it here and there so um, I will start uh, as I did the week before uh, so my now song oh I had one song that I really liked that I probably want to put on mm-hmm, so I think it's a now let me just check the date of it it's a song by John Doe Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it is. Belly, love that song. Cool. Go and check her out. Yeah. Um, I know. I think. I think we spoke about it before in terms of Chicago scene. I think we pronounced it Jean Doe, but her name song is actually called her name John Doe. Okay. So go and check her out. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then, ooh, see, this way it always gets hard, isn't it? Um, 
think this song is a Venn, but I'm going to check this one as well. Uh, no, it's not. Give me a second. You know, do your now and then. I'll come back with it then. Cool. I'll come back uh, with it. My now song is from an album called Coke Le Rock by Sonny Jim and Buckwild. The song is called The Process. Uh, it has Lord Apex on there as well. Um, obviously, if you're familiar with like the... I guess the the equivalent underground scene in the UK. Um, once mm-hmm. once you kind of done your you done your Jews, you listen to Nux, and then you dive a little bit deeper, and okay. you find you know Finn Foxell, Caddy Art, and then you look a little bit deeper, you probably find Lord Apex. Um, and yeah, I've I've kind of been listening to albums, like we say, we listen to a lot of albums. Um, and then I just thought, yeah, last week, similar to the to that album challenge, I thought I would upload a list every day, every week, mm-hmm. sorry, of albums that I've listened to. Um, and yeah, like I was, I enjoyed a couple of tracks of this album. So the process I'll go with, um, and then my throwback song is going to be death wish by Jada kiss and Lil Wayne, uh, Ooh, which is produced nice. by the alchemist. Um, okay. yeah. Mm. Uh, my Venn song would be video girl by FK Twigs. Cool. LP one still slaps. By it the does. Way. It does. <laughs> like, like, probably got, has to be one of my favorite um, albums in the past ten years. For yeah. Sure. But uh, yeah, go and check that out. Uh, cool. That'll be us for now. Uh, next week will be a bit different. Uh, our co-host here will be on stateside. You know, kind of yeah. doing the the Lord's work, getting more fans. With well, underground, you see, he's yeah. going to do some recruitment. Uh, over in the states this is all, for us yeah, travel and subsistence costs you know yeah we, we, see yeah exactly the vinyl collective pays for travel if you want to sign up so uh, yeah so it's going to go on for a couple of weeks so when we move <laughs> on to next week uh, Jonathan won't be here for the intros but we will have some episodes for you don't worry about that you'll still get we've to got see you. we've got you John's lovely voice so yeah if you just hear me on the intro talking shit or if, you know, if John comes back and there's no show because I've somehow cancelled us you know, that, that I'm letting you know now. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> so it should be some fun. Uh, but yeah, as for usual, we'll see you next week. Of course. Thanks for listening.